Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I'm your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today is Bethany Meadows. And here's a bit about Bethany. In 2008, she began Vertical Solutions Media, a marketing agency which focuses on identifying strategic ways for companies to grow in unison with the realities of budget and market challenges, Vertical Solutions Media. In in 2016, she started Team Meadows LLC for personal real estate investing. Then in 2018, she obtained her real estate license and started building a team and resources for residential buyers, sellers, and investors um, to help those in danger of foreclosure find a way forward. Then in 2020, the year of the pandemic, (laughs) she started an online hot sauce and subscription box company catered to those who love hot sauce, affectionately called Chillheads. In 2021, she launched Time to Thrive Membership, a monthly membership subscription which provides business owners an affordable option for marketing training, group training, and access to a mastermind community. Then outside of that, she has a biological daughter, 11 years old, and she adopted a group of four children ages eight, nine, 10, and 11 from foster care. Soon after the adoption, she became a single mother and homeschooled her children for 12 years while building Vertical Solutions Media Incorporated. She is the author of a parenting book published in 2018 called Getting a Grip, which shares her unique approach to parenting. And without further ado, please welcome Bethany Meadows to GEMS Podcast. Well, that was a long intro. (laughs) I feel like I need to apologize for having that long intro. You know, they say if you want to get something done, ask a busy person. Um, I just thrive in in doing all the things. I thrive under deadlines. And um, when I don't have enough to do, then I don't feel good. So. So, you know, the funny thing is you said when you don't have enough to do, you don't feel good. But one thing that we also have to remember whenever we are busy women running businesses as well as running our households we have to make time to get self-care in so how do you get your self-care in with all the different businesses that you're running and chasing around all the different kids (laughs) well um let's you know a big part of having a big family because i'm now remarried and i have two uh stepchildren so that's seven in total we have four grandbabies and one on the way, number five on the way. Um, so family is really important to me. And so Sundays are sacred. Sundays are we go to church. Everybody comes back to our house. We live on a lake. So we might have a bonfire. We might in the summer, we're out there with the boat playing on the lake. 
Um, we, my husband uh, extended our boathouse and now we can get 14 hanging chairs underneath the boathouse. And we spend a lot of time under there just having conversations and, and sharing and, and being together as a family. Um, so every Sunday is our, our family day. So for me, Sunday is that downtime. I, I do t tend to work six days a week. If I'm not working in a business, I'm, I'm going to be working around my house or, you know, getting caught up on all those personal things. Um, so Sunday's my big day. That's how I stay balanced. And I'm glad that you have that Sunday fun day to really spend time with your family and really cultivate those memories because I am a big um, proponent of spending dedicated family time because after you lose loved ones, you realize how precious life is and that you can't really get that time back. And I'm just so grateful for the family that I do have now. Um, the biggest component missing is my dad. Losing him in 2020 um, just really rocked me and turned my life upside down. But I'm grateful that I still have my mom and my husband. And the sun is coming back out with new additions being added to our family. So that's super cool. Um, and today we're going to really dive into mapping your brand touch points. And I want to know, what do you mean by mapping your brand touch points? And what is your GPS when it comes to marketing and doing it effectively? Well, you know, let me, I'll answer your question, but let me back up a little bit and kind of explain what my version of brand is, because a lot of people get a misunderstanding about brand and they think it's a logo, right? And they think, well, I have a brand, I have a logo. <clears throat> and really a logo is just such a small part of the overall big picture. Your brand really is what your customers think about you. It's the perception they have of you. And you can be in control of that, or you can, you know, just be what you are and, and have no idea what your customers think about you and not really have control of them the way they think about you. Um, so when we get into talking about touch points, those are the things, the human, the product, the processes that craft that perception that they have of us. Now I say that and it sounds like we're manipulating people to think something of us that isn't really true, but it is important that those things are genuine. Um, you know, we genuinely as business owners have values. We have a mission, we have a why, we have all these things that are important to us in the way we do our business. We're just not always that effective in communicating that uh, well into the marketplace. And so the touch points for me, it's something I teach inside a Time to Thrive membership um, as part of the brand coaching week on day two, we really get into this process of identifying what our customer's journey looks like and mapping those with all those touch points. We create circles and they're color coded and it's a little bit of a process. And, you know, so we identify those ways that we can wow, surprise and delight our customers. If you're in a business where um, that's crowded, and most of us are now. Most of us aren't in a business where we don't have competitors, where there isn't a lot going on. Plus we're competing for our customer's attention, right? The digital space, <clears throat> super crowded, super chaotic, really hard to set, set yourself apart in all the noise. And by mapping your touch points, you can identify those, 
those, uh, I call them the little ways because not that they're less important than the big ways, but everybody does the big thing, right? If, if you're using the same five adjectives to describe your company that your competitors are, you're not standing out at all. You haven't uh, created any differentiation for yourself. So the touch points is where you can really kind of dig in there and figure out those ways that you can really kind of do the unexpected in a really great, delightful way. I like that because it sounds like the touch points are those specialized coordinates that set you apart from your competitors, which are your differentiate differentiators, and they let you stand out because people want something that's fun. They want something that's different, that's unique, while it remains um, true to your core values and your mission and et cetera. And if you don't have that, then it's like you're just like the next business over there. You're just like, A. So for example, I'll use Lululemon. And I really have like a little plug for Lululemon some days because I'm like, why don't y'all have pregnancy wear? Because everyone loves Lululemon because it's comfortable, but they knew who their ideal avatar was. It started off being women in their 20s, moms, fitness or whatnot. And then they grew their brand as their market started to shift. So now they have male, male wear in there. And then they also are, I think it's this, this week or this month, they're dropping shoes. But I feel like you're not really catering to those fitness moms who then became pregnant because some of the stuff in the store, they can't fit. Like, and I'm guilty of it. I went in there and tried to try on some pants, a size six. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so tight on my belly. I can't wear that. Or like, for example, people who are non-Lululemon um, fans, maybe they're an avid Apple user. There are certain things that Apple users have that Android users don't have. Like, for example, if you're an iPhone, people are like, hey, let me airdrop you. But you can't airdrop somebody with a Samsung. So those are some differentiators there. And I don't know if you want to add another example there, Bethany, but I always like to put examples in because I think it's a way to tie it back and connect with other people. Yeah, you know, in what you're talking about is like really standing out by being unique, by having something that, you know, isn't necessarily offered by your competitors. And not everybody, every business has that option to develop something that's like that, that unique. But I think what most people are looking for is to really feel like they have a relationship with the companies and brands that they engage with. And those little things, those ways that we wow, surprise, and delight can be those ways that we build that affinity with them. Um, so, you know, I, I'll give you an example. In the world, in a world where uh, every company uses a recording to answer their phone because it's efficient and, and whatnot, what if we actually answered the phone? You know, that would be a, a shocker to someone. What if the person who answered the phone actually knew what they were talking about? right? That would surprise you. And then what if they could answer uh, your problem? What if they could give you a solution? Well, that would delight you. So, you know, that, that could be a way that makes sense. I think a lot of times what we do in our customer journey, when we're setting up this journey, we get too focused on what's, uh, what works best for us and forget about the experience the customer is having during that process. 
um, what if we didn't, you know, what if we sent them a handwritten note to say thanks for being a customer? Um, you know, if we were shipping out a product, what if somebody put a handwritten note in there and said, we're so excited to have you as a customer and then their name, that would make it feel personal. That makes it feel relevant. That makes it feel an emotional connection and bond takes place. So those are the things that I'm talking about when I talk about, you know, that what you were talking about is a product touch point where you have, you know, like, let's do this, something that's really, really different. But it's also, a, it's bigger than that because even just the way that you do things, the process of the way you do things, there are ways inside of that that we can really wow our customers as well and create this really positive experience for them. Ultimately, when you think about the customer journey, they're, they're the pre-customer part of that journey, there's the process of becoming that, that customer, right? That part of the journey. But there's also the post-customer journey where the ultimate goal of that is to turn them into a brand ambassador where they tell everybody they know about you like you just did with Lululemon. I love Lululemon. Well, that's you're a brand ambassador for Lululemon because you've had a really positive experience shopping in their stores and with their products. Um, and so, and you also have ideas about things that they could do differently that, that would be a positive. Um, and so if Lululemon had a process in place where they could intentionally listen to their customers and heard that feedback from enough people, they could make an adjustment in their approach that would be positive for them as well. Yeah, and I liked how you also broke down my example of product touch points with your example of the overall brand touch points because they are different but I do believe that they can complement one another so whenever you think about your businesses and the different ones that you're in what was your process like to really create those brand touch points walk us through what some of your strategies were because I'm sure each one of your businesses has a different avatar and each one of the touch points are going to be different Right, right. Um, so in, um, in the Time to Thrive membership, I'm going to give away a secret. Um, so when a new member subscribes, it's a, it's a digital uh, product, right? So you sign in, you get access to a library of on-demand video training and resources that you can download. And um, then you get access to the mastermind group and, you know, the community online. And um, then you get you know, all the information about all the weekly live events and things. But I wanted to do something more tangible because it was such a digital thing. It was like abstracty, right? Um, it's like selling insurance. It's like, I'm selling you a promise that if you, you know, pay something that I will give you something at some point. Um, so I wanted to create a tangible, but I also wanted to um, make it fun and make it feel like a real gift. So I actually created a a box. Um, I ordered these, you know, boxes and I got some branded um, uh, packing tape to wrap it in that, you know, had the logos and stuff on it. And then inside I, I got a, a custom binders that hold all of their downloads and resources that, you know, so if they print them off, they have somewhere to keep them all. Um, we, I made a, a beautiful piece of artwork and had those produced and put inside a nice plastic sleeve. 
Um, we have branded um, post-it notes because we teach this method of post-it note brainstorming. And so it kind of tied into that. There's a nice magnet in there. <laughs> There's a nice magnet in there that, um, you know, talks about I'm a thriver. If I lean in, if I do this and do that, I will succeed. So it's just some affirmation that they can put somewhere. Um, trying to think what out. We got bookmarks in there because we talk about book recommendations and sharing, you know, books that have, you know, have had an impact. And so I put some thought into all the elements of this. Oh, and there's a journal in there. I've self-published a journal. So this is for you to dream and scheme. And it has, and it's all custom branded. You can actually buy the journal on Amazon now. Um, so the journal's in there as well. So it, it comes in the box and I put all these little cut paper crumples and stuff in it. And so you open it up and there's like, you know, it's festive and fun and wow. And you weren't expecting it. It's not in our marketing material. It's not listed anywhere. There's a, a sheet in the top, you know, that talks about all the things inside the membership that they can expect and a handwritten note from me, every single one that goes out. I write a handwritten note. We're using their first name, um, telling them I'm excited that they're in the membership, that I look forward to working and leaning in with them and sign my first name. So I feel like that is this personal initial connection that surprises them because they weren't expecting a box. It's not, you know, it's not advertised anywhere. It just shows up. And I like that. Makes them feel welcome. So that would be, I'm sorry, I took so long to explain that example, but that's an example of where you can really think about how do I adjust that to my business? It's going to look different for every business, right? What, what is one thing that I, you know, that you can do as a business owner um, in all those areas? Like if you just really just worked on one area at a time and worked your way through all these touch points where you're really having an influence over your customer's perception of you and you know what your brand is, you know, if you, you know, have done that process, you know that you want to be seen as a company that values integrity or um, cares about their customer, want to treat them like family. You know, if these are things that are part of your brand, then think about, okay, how can I incorporate that into this system or this product or this, you know, interaction that I have with, uh, with my customers so that I'm supporting what I'm saying I'm about. So I'm supporting through the whole process. If you, if you, you're told that, you know, caring for you like family is super important and you never speak to a live person and everything is a, is a, you know, a, a form, uh, it's cold. There's not, you know, there's not anything, uh, that's making me feel like it's relevant to me then you've not hit the mark. You're, that's not your brand. You want, that's just lip service that you're saying, oh yeah, we're this, we're that. But then you don't really treat your customers like family. They don't feel that. You know, so you got to make sure that what you are saying your brand is, is aligned with how you operate your company at every level. It's not just about your marketing material. It's not just about your logo. It's about how you operate as a company in alignment with your brand. I like to, to kind of give the example of it's like having um, 
filter, like a filter, like glasses that you filter everything through, right? These are your brand is you, these glasses. So when you're looking at all these touch points, you have to filter it through that uh, brand, those brand values and things to make sure, are we operating that way? If you can bring all your touch points into alignment with your brand, you're going to kill it because everything's working together. Everything makes sense. Everything is consistent. Yeah. And I like that. I like the idea that you're using the box because that is like a surprise and a wow factor that they never even knew they were getting when they signed up with your mastermind. I also like um, how you talked about making sure that everything fits together and it's consistent because it showcases the synergies for your um, business. And then a a big um, part of it is make sure what you're saying lines up with the actions. I always say actions speak louder than words. Don't just tell me, but show me and deliver what you're showing me. And then I want to ask Bethany, do you have like a checklist that you offer like clients who are interested in working with you, ways that they could look at different touch points? Do you have like a list that they could say, oh, let me make sure I have this, this, and this in my business, or maybe even some tips and tricks that will help them jumpstart their touch points when it comes to mapping out their brand? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, we have a ton of resources. Um, I think, you know, that what might go along best with this talk um, on the podcast. So if anybody wants to reach out to us, I will give them the uh, touch point mapping workbook. And uh, I think that would be, you know, kind of alignment what we've been talking about, and they would give them a better visual and a better background in terms of how to do that process for themselves. Okay. And is the workbook like in a PDF format? Or yes. mm-hmm. Okay. And then I know earlier you mentioned about color coordinating, um, and I'm a I love colors. I have like sticky notes, like a blue sticky notes. I have white sticky notes. So whenever you said sticky notes, I was like, ah. I'm a sticky notes person and I have some yellow ones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right there with you. <laughs> so I have them like all around my computer and just different things for me to like, whether I'm writing down my um, gratitudes or my affirmations, or if I'm just writing down like show notes, like I do sometimes. And I think that's important because it helps you stay consistent, but it also holds you accountable because if you write down something and you put it in a place that you're going to look at on a daily basis, it also one holds you accountable, then you're going to visualize where you're trying to go. And then it's going to be in your face. So it's going to be, that's like a way to keep it persistent. Well, the things that, you know, we, uh, when I teach the post-it note method, the reason why I feel it's important is because as business owners, um, we don't necessarily have the skill of brainstorming with ourselves. We might have brainstormed in a group or, you know, been part of a team, um, but we may not really know how to do that for ourselves. I mean, so I teach a very specific process and step by step by step inside of Time to Thrive for that. Um, And then I teach them how to put the results of that up on a wall, a window, a whiteboard, um, all the sticky notes everywhere, and then get them into categories then get them into priorities or chronological or whatever makes sense for that project. Um, And then we, um, and then the final step of that is to actually record it somewhere. So like I also teach about Trello 
And so you can take all your post-its that you've now got all over the wall and convert that into a Trello board, which now you can keep, um, reference, tweak, um, and you know, you've got it recorded forever and ever and amen. And if you have a Trello app, you can pull it up on your phone to reference. So, um, you know, so it's, you know, but the first, it all starts with the archaic use of a sticky note. <laughs> yeah. And then just for you listeners and viewers out there, if you're not familiar with Trello, it's kind of similar to Jira. So it is an electronic way of using like a project management system where you could take like a idea that you have and then map it out from idea, idea stage all the way up to actual product and services until it's like conceptualized. So I just wanted to put that in context there and it's very easy to use. And then if you have other team, um, team members on your team, you could share your Trello board or your Jira board with them and they can add things um, into the board as well. That's right. And, and Trello is free, which is is good. <laughs> we all love a good free resource. So, Absolutely. And as we begin to wind down, Bethany, I want you to leave the listeners and viewers with a call to action for this segment. And then I want you to, one, of course, plug your website so they know how to reach you and where you hang out on social media. Well, if I was going to challenge everyone, um, I would say if you've not gone through a branding process, that that is an important first step. You can't map what you don't, you know, you haven't figured out in the first place. So that would be my challenge is to really examine whether you think you have a, a brand because you have a logo. Um, I'm here to tell you that it has the logo has very little to do with it. So going through that brand process is important and then going ahead and um, doing the touch point mapping um, really can, I mean, it's a game changer for your business. It's really what can take you from a good business to a great business. Um, and so I want to challenge everybody on that. Really understand your why. That's another thing that a lot of businesses don't get. Um, <clears throat> as far as time to thrive uh, mouse, uh, membership is like my my passion project is I'm leaning in. We've, you know, as an agency, Vertical Solutions Media, we've worked with, you know, bigger companies, banks and so on. Um, but we've got over the last 14 years, we've kind of gotten away from the smaller clients just because we grew and um, they, they just couldn't afford us anymore. So I wanted to create an affordable way for a, a small business owner to get the training, coaching, and support that they needed to go to the next level, to continue to grow and be successful. It costs $77 a month um, to get all the resource access to me. Um, and then, you know, of course, all the things that um, we do every week. So time to thrive membership.com. Awesome. And then where do you hang out on social media, if anywhere? So Vertical Solutions Media is on, on most platforms. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn are probably the three uh, that I monitor the most. So um, if you want to reach out, you can reach me through one of those. And it's just Vertical Solutions Media. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much, Bethany. And if you want, you can leave the listeners with either one or two gems, whether one complements the core pillars, which is to educate, motivate, and inspire, or a lifestyle gem. You know, I'm going to go towards the lifestyle gem because 
Uh, I think that's the one that I struggle with the most. Um, and I think the thing that I'm really grabbing onto is that small changes, you know, small changes over a long period of time make a big impact. And so, because sometimes I, I, I have a tendency to judge return on investment. I guess years of marketing has kind of wired me that way. And so, you know, when it comes to nutrition and exercise and, you know, all these things that I know I should be better at, a lot of times I'm like, ah, you know, what's this one little cookie going to do? <laughs> so I'm challenging myself, you know, to recognize that small things make a big impact. That's an amazing tip. And then for all of the all of those of you who are still working, whether you're working remotely, you're working for a corporation, or you're working for yourself, be mindful of ergonomics. So I spent 15 years in corporate America. So having a sit-stand desk does wonders. Because if you have a long commute, I challenge you to stand for the first 30 minutes to an hour of your day, then sit because you've already been sitting in your car for an extended period of time. Block off time on your calendar for a lunch period so you could have uninterrupted time to really be at one with your thoughts, savor your lunch, and really get to taste the food that you bring because so many times we're eating on the go. And then the other thing is, you could definitely plan out your exercise routines. Even if you're not like a gym lover, go walking, running, jogging, skateboarding, rollerblading, swimming, or whatever. Find an activity that you love to do that gets your heart rate up and just caters to your overall health and wellness and do that. And then you won't feel like exercise has become another item on your to-do list that you have to check off. So remember, your health is equivalent to wealth. You're not going to be able to enjoy your wealth if you're not taking care of your health. So until we chat next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Remember, you're an asset not a liability. You are here for a reason and the world needs you to be uniquely you. Don't forget to subscribe and share on the podcast. We're on 40 plus platforms and follow us on YouTube at Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp for all things video content. Thank you for listening to another segment of Gems Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.